the seventeenth day of the month. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3. Beatitude 2. Happy those who mourn, they shall be comforted. As with yesterday's beatitude, there can be two meanings, and we need not exclude either. There are those who literally mourn. For them, the promise of the resurrection is the greatest source of strength, for comfort means to make strong. But there are those who mourn figuratively, those who regret their sins and grieve over their errors. God strengthens them also by the assurance of forgiveness. It is those who refuse to mourn their sins about whom God can do little. But those who do mourn and turn to God are strengthened. Opening Prayer O God, you are a strong tower and a sure defense in the time of trouble. Without you we have no certain help, but always you come to us, pointing us to Mount Calvary and to an empty tomb beyond it. You are our gain in the time of loss, our forgiveness and direction, after we have erred and strayed like lost sheep. To you be praise and glory, through Christ, who strengthens us to do all things. Amen. Psalm 43 Vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against an ungodly people. From those who are deceitful and unjust, deliver me, for you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you cast me off? Why must I walk about mournfully because of the oppression of my enemy? O oh, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I'll go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, and I'll praise you with the heart, O oh God, my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my help and my God. From the book of Judges, chapter 14, verses 1 through 19. Then Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnah, one of the daughters of the Philistines. So he came back and told his father and mother, I saw a woman in Timnah, one of the daughters of the Philistines. Now therefore, get her for me as a wife. Then his father and his mother said to him, Is there no women among the daughters of your relatives or among all our people that you go to take a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? But Samson said to his father, Get her for me, for she looks good to me. However, his father and mother did not know that it was of the Lord, for he was seeking an occasion against the Philistines. Now at that time the Philistines were ruling over Israel. Then Samson went down to Timnah with his father and mother and came as far as the vineyards of Timnah, and behold, a young lion came roaring toward him. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily, so that he tore him as one tears a young goat, though he had nothing in his hands, but he did not tell his father or mother what he had done. So he went down and talked to the woman, and she looked good to Samson. 
When he returned later to take her, he turned aside to look at the carcass of the lion, and behold, a swarm of bees and honey were in the body of the lion. So he scraped the honey into his hands and went on eating as he went. When he came to his father and mother, he gave some to them, and they ate it. But he did not tell them that he had scraped the honey out of the body of the lion. Then his father went down to the woman, and Samson made a feast there, for the young men customarily did this. When they saw him, they brought thirty companions to be with him. Then Samson said to them, Let me now prepare a riddle to you. If you will indeed tell it to me within the seven days of the feast and find it out, then I will give you thirty linen wraps and thirty changes of clothes. But if you are unable to tell me, then you shall give me thirty linen wraps and thirty changes of clothes. And they said to him, Propound your riddle, that we may hear it. So he said to them, Out of the eater came something to eat, and out of the strong came something sweet. But they could not tell the riddle in three days. Then it came about on the third day that they said to Samson's wife, Entice your husband so that he will tell us the riddle, or we will burn you and your father's house with fire. Have you invited us to impoverish us? Is this not so? Samson's wife wept before him and said, You only hate me, and you do not love me. You have proposed a riddle to the sons of my people and have not told it to me. And he said to her, Behold, I have not told it to my father or mother, so should I tell you. However, she wept before him seven days while their feast lasted. On the seventh day, he told her because she pressed him so hard. She then told the riddle to the sons of her people. So the men of the city said to him on the seventh day before the sun went down, What is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? And he said to them, If you had not plowed with my heifer, you would not have found out my riddle. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily. And he went down to Ashkelon and killed thirty of them and took their spoil and gave the changes of clothes to those who told the riddle. And his anger burned and he went up to his father's house. From the book of Acts, chapter 6, verses 1 through 15. Now at this time, while the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint arose on the part of the Hellenistic Jews against the native Hebrews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily serving of food. So the twelve summoned the congregation of the disciples and said, It is not desirable for us to neglect the word of God in order to serve tables. Therefore, brethren, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we may put in charge of this task. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. The statement found approval with the whole congregation, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch. And these they brought before the apostles, and after praying, they laid their hands on them. The word of God kept on spreading, and the number of the disciples continued to increase greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were becoming obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was performing great wonders and signs among the people. But some men from what was called the Synagogue of the Freedom, including both Cyrenians and Alexandrians and some from Cilicia and Asia, rose up and argued with Stephen. But they were unable to cope with the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Then they secretly induced men to say, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. And they stirred up the people the elders and the scribes, and they came up to him and dragged him away and brought him before the council. They put forward false witnesses who said, 
This man incessantly speaks against this holy place and the law, for we have heard him say that this Nazarene, Jesus, will destroy this place and alter the customs which Moses handed down to us. And fixing their gaze on him, all who were sitting in the council saw his face like the face of an angel. From the Gospel according to John, chapter 4, verses 27 through 42. At this point, his disciples came, and they were amazed that he had been speaking with a woman, yet no one said, What do you seek, or why do you speak with her? So the woman left her water pot and went into the city and said to the men, Come, see, a man who told me all the things that I have done. This is not the Christ, is it? They went out of the city, and they were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples were saying to one another, No one brought him anything to eat, did he? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do not say, There yet four months, and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look onto the fields, that they are white for the harvest. Already he who reaps is receiving wages and is gathering fruit for life eternal, so that he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this case the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I send you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. From that city many of the Samaritans believed in him, because the word of the woman who testified, he told me all the things that I have done. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they were asking him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of his word. And they were saying to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves and know that this one is indeed the Savior of the world. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thursday's Prayer God, your glory calls your people to adoration daily. Guide and inspire all who plan and who will take leadership in the worship of our congregation when again we gather in prayer on the Lord's Day. To musicians, lectors, preachers, and all others, give a full measure of your Holy Spirit, that they may glorify not themselves but you. Prepare my heart and the hearts of all your people to receive their ministries with joy and gratitude to you, and extravagant generosity toward others. This we pray through Christ, the risen one. Amen. The St. Patrick's Breastplate Prayer I rise today through mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through belief in the threeness, through confession of the oneness of the Creator of creation. I rise today through the strength of Christ's birth with his baptism, through the strength of his crucifixion with his burial, through the strength of his resurrection with his ascension, through the strength of his descent for the judgment of doom, I rise today through the strength of the love of cherubim, in the obedience of angels, in the service of archangels, in the hope of resurrection to meet with reward, in the prayers of patriarchs, in the prediction of prophets, in the preaching of apostles, in the faith of confessors, in the innocence of holy virgins, in the deeds of righteous men, I arise today 
through the strength of heaven, the light of the sun, the radiance of the moon, the splendor of fire, the speed of lightning, the swiftness of wind, the depth of the sea, the stability of the earth, the firmness of rock. I rise today through God's strength to pilot me, God's might to uphold me, God's wisdom to guide me, God's eye to look before me, God's ear to hear me, God's word to speak for me, God's hand to guard me, God's shield to protect me, God's host to save me from snares of devils, from temptation of vices, from everyone who shall wish me ill, afar and near, I summon today all these powers between me and those evils against every cruel and merciless power that may oppose my body and soul, against incantations of false prophets, against black laws of pagandom, against false laws of heretics, against craft of idolatry, against spells of witches and smiths and wizards, against every knowledge that corrupts man's body and soul, Christ to shield me today, against poison, against burden, against drowning, against wounding, so that there may come to me an abundance of reward, Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down, Christ when I arrive, Christ in the heat of every man who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me, Christ in every eye that sees me, Christ in every ear that hears me, I arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through belief in the threeness, through confession of the oneness of the Creator of creation. Amen. The full version of the Serenity Prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, the wisdom to know the difference, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as the pathway to peace, taking as he did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. Amen.